I've been looking at the subject love meter measuring the health of your love life and speaking on the prescriptions for healthy love life and I've been trying to establish I've been trying to establish that whatever you enjoy in life let me put it this way your enjoyment in life is determined by your love life how many of you know that no matter how much you are paid if you don't love the work you are doing you don't enjoy you know that no matter how much you are paid if you don't enjoy the you don't love what you are doing you don't enjoy even food if you don't love that food no matter how well it is good cooked you don't enjoy Mommy eats very like ladylike, but when she comes to fufu, she eats it with a certain passion and aggression because she loves fufu. And you can see from her face that she really enjoys it. So usually you, you enjoy what you love. So you don't enjoy life if you don't love life. You don't enjoy your wife if you don't love her. You don't enjoy your husband if you don't love him. So I'm trying to establish how important loving well, staying in love, and enjoying your love life, how important it is for you. Our anchor scripture for this series is 1 Corinthians 13 from the verse 3 to 8. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but I do not love, I, am, I gain nothing. Love is patient. So we have looked at love is patient. Love is kind. We have looked at love is kind. It does not envy. We have looked at that. It does not boast. We have looked at that. It is not proud. We have looked at that. Last week, we ended at it does not dishonor others. So this week, we'll be looking at it is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. It's likely we'll end there. Because we have communion. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. So next week, we'll look at love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. Love protects. How does love protect you? Always trusts always hopes and always perseveres today allow me to just share from love is not self-seeking audiovisual that is slide 14 so we are trying to say that these are the things you see in your love life that tells you that you are really in true love and the person you are dating or married to truly loves you so love is not self-seeking love is not self-seeking proverbs 18 and the verse 1 says an unfriendly person pursues selfish ends and against all sound judgment starts a quarrel how do you perceive in love pursues selfish ends sometimes 
our reason for getting married actually forms the basis of how selfless we will be or how selfish we will be in love. So take for instance, you are a man, you are growing, and your mother tells you, I want grandchildren. You enter into marriage looking for a baby making machine. That would be the reason why you are marrying. Your mother is putting pressure on you. I want grandchildren marry. So you enter into marriage with this notion. You become selfish. Because once God does not open the womb of that woman early enough, you become disappointed. And one of the things that really destroys marriages is what we call disappointed expectations. So you are dating a guy who is telling you, my mother wants grandchildren, I am growing, I want a child, so let's marry. That is a wrong motive for wanting to get into marriage. Because marriage is more than children. Whilst children are a blessing from the Lord, it should not be the ultimate reason for wanting to marry. I told you when I met mommy, mommy told me, doctor says I may not be able to give birth. I said, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not in love with you because of children. I'm in love with you because of you. God bless us two years after the marriage, bless us with children. But if that had not happened, I would still have been in love with her. Because I did not marry because of children. I went in with a selfless, selfless mindset. I am in love with this girl and I'm going to marry her. Sometimes a woman can be told by the parents. Yeah. Yeah, you see how we are suffering in this house. If you don't know, you bring a poor person to this house, you will see. So, yeah, comes to church and looking for rich guys. Yes, yeah, she has been warned. If we bring a poor person, meanwhile, your mother has married your father, has married your father for more than 30 years. Your father is still poor. Yes, your mother is proud of your father. But your mother is warning you don't. Don't attempt to bring a poor person to this house. Yeah, the way I mean, what about I'm a bray, you know? Shena wanko waro hieni biyao. You too foolish girl. You are going around with this at the back of your mind. Me hosikeni, me hosikeni, me hosikeni. You see, let me tell you this. Most men get become successful in the latter part of their lives. Not the latter part, but when they mature. From 30, 35. 40, in fact, it's established that most men become successful around 45. So if we despise that young man today, around 45, you will see him and say, hey, Rade. Rade. Are you here? I've told you my story when I met mommy. I'll, next week, I'll share love protests. How mommy protected me against those that were making mockery of me. Those that gossiped about me to her. Those that asked her to reject me. She actually disassociated herself from friends because of me. Because love protects. If mommy had rejected me on the basis of the fact that I was a poor young man. Today, she would have seen me on TV. 
and would have regretted. See, wow. And then she will look at the husband. I'm not saying that the husband will not be rich, but you see, when you're a bishop, your richness is both physical and spiritual. Look at the husband, we saw the husband in the head. Once I do not subscribe that you should go looking for a poor person to marry, I do not also subscribe that your mindset to be that I'm looking for a rich person to marry who will solve our, my family's financial problem. That is a kinsman redeemer you are looking for, not a husband. You are looking for a bank, not a husband. Are you here? I think that any young person who is, has high potential, hard working, has a regular source of income, if the person is a Christian, the person should be eligible for marriage. I'm not saying that go to lazy boys who are blaming everybody for their financial crisis except themselves. I'm not saying that. I'm also saying that when a rich person comes your way, reject that person. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. Once you can establish that the person's wealth is genuinely gained and the person loves the Lord, go ahead. So, after all, the Bible says that we will harvest where we are not. So, so sometimes, some God will prepare some harvest and bring it to you and you become the harvester. It is there. But I'm saying that don't get into marriage with that kind of mindset. I know a friend who had an issue with a wife and I was invited to sit in. And the wife said, do you know why my husband fights me like that? My husband said that he thought I was rich. Because hey! the lady used to go to church dressed nicely. Apparently, it was secondhand clothes, very well ironed. I'm telling you, some of the five-star ladies here, the clothes they are wearing is not from Savvy Row. It's from Kanta. <laughs> Do you know Kanta? Kanta is Kanta Mansu. You see, when I said, Do you know Kanta? Do you hear the shout? Yes. It's a very popular place. I used to go there. Mommy used to go there and get me singlets and pants. When we married, I'm telling you. And she would come and put parazone inside. White ones. When you see my pants hanging there and my singlet, pure white parazone. Mommy is not serving me down because I'm, I, God has blessed me. Oh. When I was a poor boy, could not afford new panties. Supporter. We used to call it supporter. When I could not afford supporter. Mommy will go to Kataman to buy me supporter to support things. <laughs> hey, she has to support her thing. Yeah. <laughs> white ones. Hey, when you come to a house and you see the way my singlet white, boxes white, supporters white, there. You think some rich man has just moved to this area? Canter on the market. So there are counter brothers and counter sisters here who come to church nicely dressed and you think they are rich. You let somebody advise you to go look for a rich person. Today, everything I have is for me and mommy because we built our lives from the beginning. And we entered into this marriage with, with just love, just love. So there's no selfishness in this. 
So I remember this day, mommy and I moved into a shop to do shopping. She has the money. I always have the bigger money. I'm the tallest. I'm the older. So I always have the bigger money. She had a smaller one. She understood. I'm always a little bit above her shopping money. So we entered there and just to get some things. Apparently, I had miscalculated the prices. So I had to get her money and add it to mine to be able to shop. And I was feeling very bad doing that because I'm a pastor. I can't do that, you know. But mommy comes to me and says, honey, please, I'm not shopping. You are shopping. I said, no, 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 no. Please, don't start. You shop, I'll come next time to shop. He said, no, 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 you are shopping. You are shopping, I'm not. The reason is that you are the one who stands out there to speak. You are the one who goes out there to teach. You are the one who brings in the kashito. So you need to dress. And see this woman selflessly giving me the money I gave her back and adding. It was then I realized that she had secret money too. And adding her secret money to my shopping money to do the shopping. When you are genuinely in love, you are so selfless. You don't put yourself first. That is genuine love. It me a selfish asset. Fish from Okomo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, today there's too money in the house, so we bought just two eggs. And your wife will say, oh, oh, please, take all the two eggs. It's okay. Oh, are you sure? Once you are saying, are you sure? Once already in your mouth, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure? That is not love. So all those who are married already, look at this thing. Be selfless. And more, the more selfless you are, the more selfless your partner becomes. And those who are yet to marry, please watch that person. See how the person tries to control everything and every, the, all the relationship revolves around the person. If you want to go and eat somewhere, it's where she eats her favorite food. If you have to go and watch a movie, she wants to watch her favorite movie or he wants to watch his favorite movie. You fight over TV because you just, the person just feels, it is my taste thing that should be watched, not yours. Very little things. But you know, it is these little forces that really spoils the vine. Are you here? Do you understand? If you want to enjoy your love life, be selfless. And see where it will lead you. Next. Give me the next slide. I'll be, I'll be talking from here. We're having communion soon. Now, love is not easily angered. I'm going to look at this, these things from two angles. Love is not easily angered. Ecclesiastes 7 verse 9. Do not be quickly provoked in your spirit, for anger resides in the lap of fools. I'll come back to that one. Proverbs 29 verse 22. An angry person stirs up conflict, and a hot-tempered person commits many things. I'll be coming to look at these two scriptures in five minutes. But hear me. Anybody who keeps records of your wrongs, but not the records of your right. Okay? That person is not truly in love with you. The person consistently reminds you of what you did wrong, what you are doing wrong, and what the person can prophetically predict that you will do wrong in the future. So if you don't take care in, this, in a relationship like that, you will lose your confidence. Because all you hear 
is you did this wrong, you did that wrong, you did this. It's like the person has an automatic reactor to your actions to point that you are wrong. And but sometimes when you assess yourself, you feel that in this relationship, in this marriage, I have done a lot of good things. But why are you not talking about the good things I have done? Why is your focus always on the wrong things that I'm doing? Sometimes the best way to get people to do the right thing is not to point them to the wrong, but to point them to the right. Sometimes focus on the person's strength. And as you focus on that person's strength, the person begins to respect him or herself. People you respect. One time I was working at the Braca, a guy was trying to get to church. And I've shared Jesus with him, I've accepted, he accepted Jesus, but this guy would never come to church. And he was a chain weed smoker. Then one day I was just walking at the Braca, I saw this guy, but I've seen him long ago. The guy was sitting on the wall smoking weed. Then when he spotted me, he put his hand that had the weed at the back of the wall behind him. And then the smoke was in his mouth. I had to make a choice to go to him and let you know I've caught you smoking. Or pass away and pretend I've not seen him. You know why? He that is down fears no fall. So if I let him know that he's still smoking and I know there's, no, there's nothing to cover again. No disgrace again. You have caught me. I have the freedom to now continue to do what I do. But I decided I want to maintain respect for him. I'm pretending I don't know he smokes anymore. So I just passed by and waved at him small and walked away. Later on, he became a Christian. When he became a strong Christian, he brought that matter up. And I told him, I saw you. But if that day I had made you see that I know you'd smoke, there's no need for you to change anymore because the person I want to change to please has actually seen me. When you highlight people's weaknesses, they now entrench their position in that weakness. One day I went to visit one of my sisters who said that, Bishop, now when I even tell my son he's bad, he's like this, and I'm even rebuking him, he doesn't feel it anymore. He even first will apologize. He doesn't feel it. But I say, yes, you have said it over and over. He has come to accept that this is who I am. I cannot change. So let me be who I am. Celebrate the people you love and you see their, their strength will come out. Criticize them and their weakness will come out. Because everything that makes you feel guilty, you fight it. The reason why people fight Christianity the way they fight is because the message of the cross is offensive. It makes you feel guilty, so they fight it. Are you here? So be very careful. Don't make yourself the head teacher of the marriage. Marriage is not a school that you are there to correct people's wrongs. In fact, in fact, you will just notice that what you think, you see, how sometimes we make goodness goodness looks like right good works look like righteousness you are trained differently raised differently you get it in somebody's house when you say you were a fool they laugh <laughs> oh the person grew up seeing their mother telling their father Oh, <laughs> But you never saw your mother did that to your father. 
So the person comes to marry you and say, Oh, quasi, I'll pay you. Then you are angry. Ah! Ah! Are you here? You need to you need to know where people, people are actually victims of their behaviors, victims of their circumstances. People have formed habits for so many years before meeting you. You need to give them time and space to change. The best way to change a person is not to criticize the person, but to focus on the person's strength and celebrate the person's strength. Some people may never recover from their weakness. They can only get a bit better. Some people can be lazy all their lives. No matter what you say, though, if they become, they, do, they become hard workers, they become averagely hard work, an average hard worker. It's like somebody who is weak in English. No matter what you do, if you want the person to move from F to A, you're going to stretch the person. Work the person to get C, at least an entry qualification. Are you here? Do you understand? So please keep this at the back of your mind. Don't be writing the wrongs of people. Sometimes write the rights of people and create a balance sheet. You see that people are better than what you imagine. And the next thing I want you to look at is this. Sometimes eh, you, ir you irritate the person you love. You last more, the person is angry. When you are even happy, the person is angry. I'm telling you. You see that you have become a nuisance, you have become something that it irritates you is called what? It's not called an irritant, eh? I want to create my own English. A nuisance. Hey. So sometimes, eh? You can see a husband whose wife irritates the man. Hey! You are driving with him, you are smiling. Now, smile is here. We, we saw how smiling here. This is now smiling. Hey! He's just angry. He's easily angry. He has fallen out of love. I'm telling you. You sneeze. Sneezing is this thing. Jimmy. Jimmy. Anything you do, you taste the person. The person is easily angered. But love is not easily angered. About anything. When your wife starts doing erade, so if the the person shakes herself. Remember, I that altar is twenty one days, and I saw before I back at home. It's not easily irritated like that. Say, we be power also done and we are here. And you can't say, oh, the person is annoying you. Look at the person. Ah, that can happen. Love is not easily angered. And then there's also what we call an angry man. 
an angry man. Oh, you see, this person, eh, you have not done anything to deserve the person's anger. The person is already angry in life. I just say, the life in Kuye Manu to the Bofu. He himself is angry. Your son of the Bofu, and you are the Bofu, and you men the Bofu. Men who are very competitive, when they see that their other friends are, con- are succeeding, they become angry. And sometimes, eh, it is the person they are married to who becomes every anger needs something to vent their anger on. So sometimes it is you who is closest that you, the person vents the anger on and vents the anger on. And this thing is with a lot of men. They don't even know they are angry men. Sometimes they don't understand why am I so angry? Why am I even treating this woman this way? I'm so angry. The least thing I get angry. The least thing I get angry. You are suffering from disappointed expectation. So you are an angry man. It is not your wife who is causing your anger. You are already an angry man and you are looking for somebody to vent your anger on. And it's not you who is causing the financial crisis. So there was a, a friend of mine when we came to this area uh, uh, earlier on. He became my friend. Anytime he came to me, I shared how the church was growing. We were just a, a small church, but the Lord had been gracious to us. We were growing. Every Sunday, we should expect the number to move on. After the new series, people were coming in. I was sharing with this friend. We were both strugglers. And I started easing myself from the struggles. So I was sharing with him. One day, the wife came to visit mommy and said, Listen, I beg you, when my husband comes to visit your husband, tell your husband not to share his success story with my husband. Because anytime my husband lives here, he comes home angry. Then when he comes home, he goes to the council and says, go and see how Olivia is helping her husband, her husband to succeed. And you, you are here, you are not helping me. You are not helping me. He says, we, we fight over the success of your husband. That's an angry man. The young ladies here, listen to me. There are boys, young boys who are angry. When they talk about their father, eh? their fathers, they talk with pain. My father, eh? Mm. My father, eh? My father married three women, three women, and made my mother suffer. My mother suffered. My mother, my father, eh? My father. <laughs> if I get money, the way I punish that man, eh? When you hear a boy talking like that, he will not be a good father. He will not be a good husband. He's an angry boy. Run away from him. I'm telling you. You can even meet a girl. Who is still angry at his ex, her ex? will never trust any man. Me, I will never. And a girl is telling you this, and I say, "Oh, babe, babe, for me, I'm a good man, though. Oh, babe, babe, <laughs> walk away. Is it the only woman in this world? Allow her to heal herself." She is not healed. She is angry. She will carry the wounds of the past into your fresh relationship, and you have to nurse a wound from the beginning of a relationship. Are they? We are doctor. Ekura etu aebon na tehona ye. Babe, 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 babe. Let's honor you, babe, babe. Are you here, stepchildren? Ted one. Your, the man you are going out with is so angry against their step siblings. Oba Obusiyomo, Oma Onu Unyanom, and related that. 
You have to watch it. People are angry against their sisters and brothers. Sometimes even one mother, one father. My brother, my sister, eh? hey, I will never do this. When you hear people who did not come from a united family, a functional family, and they are walking into your life, note that the understanding of family is bitterness and war. And they will do the same thing. Your brother you grew up with nicely from a good home. Your parents raised you well and you love each other. Now your brother comes to your house and your husband is like, when is your brother going? No, I'm not going to labor for another man to chop. He must go tomorrow. Oh, I can see my brother. This is my brother. We are only two. This is my, even if we are ten. He's my brother. You know, even if we are ten, your love for each individual is like you are just two. And you can't separate it. I was just teaching this morning at Doonya how mommy hosts my family, my mother's siblings and um, cousins and all this came from Sunyani for Auntie Franklin's funeral and how she has to make sure they are eating, they are there. You, you, you get it? Because she came from a functional family. In the same way that I would raise her family. The same way. Because you cannot. And these things, eh, they are always written on the walls. And you have to be very careful. Don't. Let me tell you, young ladies, especially the young ladies. Don't be going out with an angry man and try to let him feel like he's a victim. He's a good person. Don't mind them. Don't mind. And then you get involved in the fight. Then you get involved in the fight. Now what's why to who are you? Where did you come from? <laughs> Where did you come from? It's stupidity. And then hear this. Hear this. Do not be quickly be provoked in spirit, in your spirit. For anger resides in the lap of fools. If we see any man who is easily provoked into anger, easily provoked into anger, any woman who is easily provoked into anger, that person is a lieutenant general in foolishness. I'm telling you. But how are you we are cutting the person. We have a problem with. I'm, I'm quick tempered. I'm quick tempered. And forgive me and pray for me. Catch you and say, Brah, the bachelor, Corbishop, no more prayer, ma'am. Anger, no quah, no abania continue. I'm not going to be your prayer warrior for your anger. Hey!
Daddy, I love this guy by himself. Fool. Can you please help him to stop being foolish? Um, he's quick tempered. That's the way we treat God. My mother, prayer warrior, my job, brother, Tuesday prayer meeting, maybe why? Prayer warrior, so much Tuesday. I'm not, you, you are not going to meet a perfect person in life. You are not. But there are some imperfection that you cannot perfect easily. So one day, mommy told me about one of the ladies, then we're on the other side, who was in a relationship with a guy. And mommy was scared for the lady. I said, no, no, this lady, leave her. This lady is a street lady. You can deal with that guy. The guy is from the street, she's from the street. He would deal with that guy. So you protect the vulnerable. If you meet street boy and you are, or like a, a playboy meeting a slave queen, God will be laughing in heaven. Because when, yeah, yeah, yeah. When thief, 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 God they laugh. The first person who said it was my brother, he said it years ago to me. Okay, finally, finally, so we can take communion and we go. Next one. Love does not keep records. Of, oh, we have said this before. How we? Okay, okay. Life is not easily angry. Okay. Love does not keep records of wrongs. Hatred tests up conflict, but love covers all wrongs. I've said this before. My earlier submission and the anger. Love covers all wrongs. Well, you know what? Love does not record wrongs. Love will rather discuss it. So don't allow people to keep records of your wrongs. The person buys a diary, and when you bought the person a jewel, she did not write it. But when you forgot to buy her a card on the next birthday, she wrote it. That is not love. That is not love. I'm better than who you think I am. I've said it before. Celebrate the strength of the people you love. Love celebrates strength. It does not highlight weaknesses, but celebrates strength. Thank you all very much for spending time with me today. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Rise on your feet. Let's pray for your love life. Let's pray for your love life. Lift up your two hands. Begin to pray. Ask the Lord, Father, help me to find love. Stay in love and enjoy love. Also pray that Lord, help me. Lift up your voice. Help me, Lord, to make my love life better. Let the agape love of God come into my marriage. Lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray.